What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be going through some of the best buy low targets heading into week four of the NFL season. So these are just players I think are a little bit undervalued at this point. Maybe they've struggled early on in the season and there's only kind of room to grow. Maybe they've been dealing with some injuries. Maybe they just haven't hit in the touchdown department and that's been holding them back. But I just think these are going to be players that are trending up rest of season. Um, if you guys didn't see my waiver wire video, that's going to be up on my channel. If you guys are interested, some waiver wire targets. Also be talking about some sell high players today also. But let's just jump right into it. And I want to start off by talking about Jalen Waddle. And I think Waddle is an interesting buy low here because he's pretty much the only piece of the Dolphins offense that just like hasn't gone nuclear to start off the season, right? Tua at quarterback is balling out, averaging 22.6 points per game. Tyreek Hill through three weeks is averaging over 30 PPR points per game. Mostert's averaging 28 PPR points per game. Uh, Devon A-Chain just dropped a 50 bomb. And we saw Waddle miss week three with a concussion. And then in week one and week two, he put up 11.8 and 12.4 PPR points. So it's not like those are terrible performances, but just compared to the rest of the offense, he has felt a little bit disappointing, even in those games, still put up 78 and 86 receiving yards. So this is not a situation where like Waddle has regressed. He's not that great of a player. He just played two games and he hasn't hit one of those nuclear ceilings. I think at this point in the season, the Dolphins have to be regarded as probably the best, if not like locked in the best, one of the best offenses in the NFL at this point. And I view Jalen Waddle as a fantasy wide receiver one moving forward. He's probably more of like a back end wide receiver one, but I still think he definitely belongs in that area, somewhere like wide receiver nine through 12, somewhere in that mix. So I'd be willing to offer up some players who have been impressive to start off the season. Guys like even Devonta Smith, that may be controversial. I'd rather take the wide receiver two in the Dolphins offense than the Eagles. That's just me. Debo coming off of back-to-back uh, -back big games. I would take Jalen Waddle over Debo rest of season. Mike Evans has balled out through two weeks. Amari Cooper coming off a big game. I feel very solid about Jalen Waddle moving forward. You just slot him into that offense that we just saw go up against the Broncos. He is going to be a great fantasy option moving forward. And with how dominant Tyreek Hill has been, that's just going to open things up for Jalen Waddle. So I'm excited for him to get back out on the field. And I think you have the opportunity to buy him as if maybe he's more of a wide receiver too. Whereas I think from this point on, I do think he'll be a top 12, maybe even top 10 fantasy football wide receiver. So that's going to be my first buy low, kind of buying low on the injury and just, you know, a lackluster start, not even lackluster, just not crazy start. The second buy low option is going to be Evan Ingram. And through three weeks, I feel like Evan Ingram is looking more like a top five tight end than like the back end tight end one where he was drafted at. He's averaging 11.8 PPR points per game, which isn't like a crazy number, but it's very impressive when you consider the fact that he has not scored a touchdown. He's averaging seven targets a game and his lowest receiving total was 49 yards. Say he just scored one touchdown in those three games, he'd be up at 13.8 PPR points, which is a very, very strong number for the tight end position. So his weekly volume is very strong. He's on a strong offense. He just hasn't hit in the touchdown department yet. And I think the impressive thing about Evan Ingram here is that he's producing in this Jaguars offense, which they've been okay, but they haven't even hit their stride yet. It's not like they've been balling out like the Dolphins and he's given you, you know, solid production. He's doing it when they're probably underperforming early on in the season. Trevor Lawrence only has three passing touchdowns. He hasn't had a 300-yard passing game, but Evan Ingram is still giving you nice weekly production. He showcased a very high floor, and I think also if he hits in the touchdown department, he can deliver a pretty high ceiling. His raw participation is very strong and consistent week to week. 
One trade that I really like kind of thrown out there, if you uh, roster George Kittle, I think flipping George Kittle for Evan Ingram is very interesting. And I also think you could probably get like value-wise, I think you could probably get a minor upgrade on top of it. Like I think the general public probably views Kittle as the better option, especially he's coming off of a uh, really big week three performance on primetime Thursday night football. So I do think most people would probably take Kittle over Evan Ingram. I think you have an opportunity to pivot from George Kittle to Evan Ingram, also get an upgrade somewhere else. Just because Kittle, you know, he's on the stacked offense with Debo, CMC, Ayuk, he's going to have those games that he had in week three, but we also look back to week one and week two. At least I know from my comments, people seem to be panicking on uh, George Kittle. Like I was getting like George Kittle or like some random like tight end two streamer, like which one should I start? So it seemed like some people were kind of panicking on Kittle a little bit. Then he has the big game. People kind of calm down a little bit, but I do think Evan Ingram is someone that you could kind of throw into a deal like that. Outside of like tight end for tight end, it is kind of tough to like throw out trade suggestions because it's just so dependent on like where the depth is on your team. But if you are looking to get a tight end, maybe you want to like bridge the gap. You have like an Njoku, um, like a Fryermuth, one of those guys. You want to bridge the gap. I think Evan Ingram is someone that you could kind of take a jump to. And I think he'll be a nice option moving forward with some high end upside at the position. Now, the next buy low is going to be the wide receiver position, and it's going to be Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. And I feel like through three weeks, JSN's value is probably like as close to the floor as it's going to get throughout this season. In three weeks, he only has eight total receptions for 57 yards. And I think, right, like when people were drafting Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, they should have recognized that he was always going to be more of a later season play. Um, not saying that he would be kind of, you know, this underwhelming early on in the season, but you were hoping for him to kind of settle into the offense, really earn a strong role in the back half, and then kind of go on one of those like Christian Watson, Amon Ross St. Brown runs later on. So obviously that's still, you know, totally possible. I think people are probably panicking on JSN at this point. If they thought he'd be startable early on, they may even be dropping him. Like his value probably is very low at this point. But we just got to take a step back. We're only three weeks into the NFL season. JSN was pretty widely regarded as the best wide receiver prospect in this draft class. There's still a lot of time left in the season to carve out a significant role. He's pretty locked in as like the wide receiver three, but not a wide receiver three where they're running, you know, 80, 90% three wide receiver sets. That's what we're kind of going to need to get to for JSN. But he also has the upside of taking advantage of a potential Tyler Lockett injury, a DK Metcalf injury. I also think people are maybe getting a little worried because we've seen some other rookies just go out and ball out from day one. Guys like Puka Nakua, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, these guys have put together some strong performances very early on in the season, which does put some pressure on the players who roster JSN. I just think we have to remember the guys I mentioned, right? There are late season breakouts. Christian Watson did pretty much nothing the first half of the season, was the league winner in the second half. Same thing with Amon Ra, same thing with Elijah Moore, the same year that Amon Ra did it. It's not uncommon for these rookies to take a while to kind of settle in and then put up, you know, that league winning production in the back half. So I think you still have that potential with JSN, but his value is just so much lower than it was when he was drafted. He's probably picked as like a back end wide receiver three. Now he's probably valued at best as like a wide receiver four. Um, so if you can flip them, you know, four wide receiver four, wide receiver five price tag, I would definitely be interested in that. And then the final buy low here, I feel like some people may not want to hear this. I have Justin Fields as a buy low, and he's another guy right in there with JSN where 
he may be close to free at this point. Like someone may actually just go out and drop Justin Fields and you're not really going to have to give up anything. He could be like a throw in piece. Um, I just think through three weeks, it doesn't make sense how bad the bears are on offense on paper. They have the same coaching staff from last year. They have upgraded both their weapons and their offensive line. And we saw fields have a lot of success down the stretch last season over the last nine games of the 2022 season. He was averaging 25.5 points per game, and he was doing that with like practice squad players at wide receiver. This was when Darnell Mooney was already injured, so he was out there throwing to pretty much complete nobodies and still delivering you a very high-end QB1 ceiling. So I feel like at this point, like Fields' value is tanked. Like I don't think anyone's going to feel comfortable starting him. Like I said, they may just release him for like a Jordan Love, a Matthew Stafford, um, who could you know be sitting there on waivers. But I still do think there are routes to Justin Fields becoming startable and relevant for fantasy. I think just first, like the Bears' offense could just get like incrementally better. Like they could just make some minor tweaks, figure a few things out. You know, let Justin Fields break off those crazy runs like we were seeing him do last year. I think people also forget like. Justin Fields doesn't have to play at a high level, like a high real-life NFL level to be relevant for fantasy. I think a lot of people would argue last season he really wasn't like a great quarterback, but he was still delivering you great fantasy production. I think another possibility for the Bears is that Getze potentially gets fired. They've been terrible through three weeks. This coaching staff as a whole feels like it's in shambles at this point. Um, so maybe they get a new offensive coordinator, a new play caller. There could be some sort of shakeup there. I just think at this point with how low his value is where he could almost be free, I think he's worth rostering if he's like your QB2. Obviously, if you have like, you know, a Josh Allen, a Patrick Mahomes, um, Jalen Hurts, Lamar Jackson, one of those guys, you don't want to risk rostering a second quarterback because you want those roster spots somewhere else. But if you went late round quarterback, like you've got like a Geno, a Daniel Jones, a Dak Prescott, one of those guys. I think it's worth rostering a Justin Fields because you could be getting someone who has that 25-point upside rest of season um, pretty much for free at this point. So someone who I'd look to target as like an add-in or just honestly look on the waiver wire if he does get dropped. So those are going to be some of my buy lows. Jalen Waddell, Evan Ingram, um, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and Justin Fields. So see if you can kind of, you know, just throw out some offers for those dudes. I think a lot of them are kind of valued low at this point. But that's going to wrap it up for this video. Like I said, waiver wire video already up on my channel. Sell highs coming out today also. Any questions, drop them down below. But thank you all for stopping by, and I will see you in the next one.